the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Another day, another podcast, another broadcast, another let's talk about money. Let's get to investments. Let's get to retirement. Whether you're 25 years old or 65, you need to really think about retirement issues. If you're over 65, I really think you should be working with a certified financial planner if you're wealthy. And if not, you should continue to work. You can't retire with $100,000. You can't. Unless you're living in Arkansas, which reminds me of my favorite joke. If you have $100,000 and need to retire in Arkansas, you should work as a dentist. Because they literally sell toothbrushes there, i.e. a toothbrush. One brush that settles up your one tooth. Being a dentist in, in Arkansas, you get a clean one tooth. Easiest job on the planet. But I'm kidding. I'm digressing. I move on. Um, you can't. You got to have at least a million. I think a million to two million to three million. And if you've got a, uh, a spouse, three million to four million. You need ten to twenty times your salary. And I like making this one simple because math is no longer my forte. When I haven't been in school and holy mackerel, twenty five years, you know. Um, 10 times your salary at a, you know, hundred thousand dollars is a million dollars. 20 times your salary is 2 million. So if you're making a hundred thousand, you need 1 million to $2 million. Now I have not even sat down and played around with napkin math since we've talked about inflation being six, seven, eight, nine percent last year. I, that, that number may be a little bit higher. Maybe like one, four to two, eight now. Keep in mind, when the Federal Reserve gets inflation under control, it doesn't mean that it goes back to where we were. It means that it sets a new baseline. So your soda that was 25 cents back when I was eight years old becomes 50 cents when I was 14, 15. It becomes 75 cents and then a dollar, then a dollar 25, then a dollar 50, then two. And you're like, what happened to that $0.25 cent soda? It never goes, inflation never goes all the way back, which is a beautiful thing if you like earnings of corporate America. As Coca-Cola has raised the prices, pretty much so their input costs haven't changed that much. Sometimes like transportation, yes. Accessibility to clean water, yes, has changed. But they can contain a lot of cost with volume, volume, volume. Yesterday was an ugly day on Wall Street. So anyway, back to inflation and earnings. Um, I like inflation, but I like it like uh, Goldilocks. Not Goldilocks. No. Yeah, yeah, Goldilocks. That little chick who broke into the bear's house. 
that little burglar. <laughs> you know, come on. She's eating their food. What do we call that today? Thief. You do that in Saudi Arabia, they cut off your hand, right? Uh, yes, they still do that. Um, but Goldilocks, we're going to forgive because she didn't want it too hot. Porridge too hot. No good. No, no, no good. Even though it's free porridge, she was upset about it. Too cold? Nope, nope, nope. Not appropriate. She wanted it just right. Same thing with inflation. You don't want it too hot and you don't want it too cold. Deflation is as big of a problem as inflation. You want moderate inflation. Ration. Everything in moderation is good. When you fall in love, if you're too passionate, that burns itself out. In spring, when it's so beautiful, summer comes along and says, screw you, spring, and it, it, it burns it away. You want everything in moderation. Just think about that for Uno Momentero, and you'll agree with me. The NASDAQ was down 1.8% yesterday. The SP 500 down 1.6%. The uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 1%. It's a bad day. Um, September is turning into a bad month. The Fed officials basically killed hope. You know, I hope the. Um, I'll make one up for you. I hope the Chicago Bears win the Super Bowl this year. And at 0 2, it ain't going to happen. With that quarterback, it ain't going to happen. With those wide receivers, it ain't going to happen. So I'm killing your hope if you're a Bears fan. The Federal Reserve is killing the hope of the stock market right now, saying, if you're hoping interest rates go down in 2024, keep on hoping, buddy, or it's going to be less than you think. Now, for me, I'm now in saver mode. I've got well over a million dollars in cash. I'm like, sweep. Sweep. What's my tattoo say? Dude, what's my tattoo say? Sweep. I'm in saver mode and getting five and a half percent in my cash. Sweep, especially when when inflation's around three percent. Awesome. Strocks, strocks. That's a new word that I just made up. Strocks. Patent pending. Rob Black. Struck the stock market dropped yesterday for the third straight day. Federal officials basically are killing hope. Fox shares were up on news that Rupert Murdoch is stepping down as chairman of the mass media company. I don't know how you feel about that because on some levels you're like, what a jerk for the way he's created Fox News. And he's basically turned news into political events on either the left, MSNBC, or on the right, Fox News. And the middle used to be kind of MSNBC, but I don't know about that. Not MSNBC, but CNN. So let's talk a little about Rupert Murdoch, shall we? Because I know a different Rupert Murdoch before there was that Fox News and the whole Republican Democrat thing. I know him as an Australian, um, I don't want to say monarch, but entrepreneur who owns a lot of uh, investments in, in television and radio and satellite. He's officially stepping down. In the 1980s, he started Fox Network, where there was three networks and CBS. And back when I was a kid, there was a TV show called The Battle of the Network Stars, which had like the people who were on TV, like doing tug of war and jump ropes and stupid competitions with each other. It's like, that's the greatest show ever. But then their fourth network came along, 
dun, 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 Fox. And he started shows like Beverly Hills 90210, which was kind of pretty sexy young people. Whether it was Jason Priestley or Shannon Doherty. Um, and people who watched pretty young, sexy people having high school drama said, Mom, I'm watching Beverly Hills 90210. I need sit cream. Because I saw the zit cream commercial during Beverly Hills 90210. Or if you stuck around for uh, X-Files do, 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 with Boulder and Fox, you got um, 18 to 35-year-old boys watching Aliens and Monsters with a crime procedure, CSI, um, interplanetary. And that was, he really changed TV. And instead of saying 2 billion people watched the show tonight, he said 200,000 teenagers watched the show. 30. Sell them zit cream, cute little cars. And when boys watched uh, X-Files, he was like, let's sell them what boys don't want, video games. Anyway, I think Rupert Murdoch was a visionary who kind of lost his way. But he does have a, a net worth of $8.3 billion. Threw up his keys and walked out of the office. Take over. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Thanks for being a part of the show. I tend to like to blend a little bit of strategy. And with the investment commentary of the day. I, what's happened on the stock market and why? I understand that the Federal Reserve has recently caused the market to pull back by saying, yeah, there's probably going to be one more interest rate. Boo is what Wall Street said. He didn't say two more. We'll get through this, people. This is the pause that refreshes. This is your opportunity to say, what do I want? This is the shopping list time. I have a shopping list on stocks I want to own. I've got a shopping list on computer parts that I want to get in the future. And I used to have a shopping list on what I needed for food as a single person, then as a married person, and then as a person with kids. So shopping lists are great. I love lists. The show veers off from investing to retirement issues, to taxes, to credit cards, to savings, to earnings. I'll do whatever I can to help you get to retirement. Talking with my radio producer this morning. Um, we were talking about odd jobs. He's a younger person. I'm an older person. And he reminded me that I used to, he said, oh yeah, yeah. I, I kind of work a little in the um, second job, third job kind of market. And I, when I was in college, I had a second job because college is a first job, right? And my second job was, um, at times it was, and I almost forgot about this. This is bizarre. I'd work overnight at a CVS and, and like, like a Safeway kind of location and like restock shelves. And I loved it because I was able to go to school. I was able to study. I was able to have a normal day. And then for two to six hours, I was able to go earn money so that I can go on dates and uh, pay for things in school that weren't already paid for. I was a pretty good soccer player. Um, 
odd jobs are great. I think odd jobs are really, really healthy. Second jobs are fantastic. And I've talked about what am I going to do in retirement? And one of the things I've talked about is maybe be an Uber driver. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I'll be security. <laughs> I know you're saying not going to happen, Rob. Not going to happen, Mr. Black. Um, I did grow up in a military family, so I do have the ability to shoot a rifle because that's what you do when you're 10 years old. You join a, uh, a shooting range club during the summer breaks. Um, so I can shoot a, a rifle. <laughs> Not exactly what you want for security, huh? Why is that a security guy who's got gray hair got a rifle? Not an AR-45, but like a... Anyway, I'll, I digress. Um, yeah, so in the military, they had great summer programs to keep the kids entertained, like ping pong and uh, karate. <laughs> Shooting a rifle. Nervous about retirement? Ask yourself these five questions. Now, again, when I turned 50, I started using a certified financial planner. And I've worked in this market, in this stock world for years and years and years and years. And I do it because I'm not proud. I know a CFP has more accreditations than me. I know they have more schooling than me. I know they understand taxes better than I do, insurance better than I do, uh, withdrawal scenarios, how inflation hurts your portfolio, uh, diversity in investments. Like right now, I've got some, I've got a pretty good investment in some private um, equity. And EP Wealth came up with a program of how can we help wealthy people uh, people with $500,000 or more find product that can help them in retirement instead of just investment management, estate planning and taxes. That makes sense. Of course, that's the standard. But through the years, they've added college planning. They've added other modules on top of it, business succession. And one of the modules they've added on top of it is private equity, private debt, private real estate. And private equity can do you really well. Private debt can do you really well. I've got a friend who's asked me, he's like, hey, can you lend me uh, $400,000? I'm going to put it into a piece of real estate. And uh, I'll put you on the lien. I'm like, nope. I don't want to cross business with friends. But if there's another business that does that, I'm willing to give them $2 million to go out and lend to people who need money private debt and get a handsome return where someone else is managing it instead of quote unquote a friend. So here's some questions to ask yourself about retirement. What are you most proud of in your career, in your life as a person and in your world of finances? Uh, that's a weird question where you measure things backwards. But if you do it right now, when you're thinking about retirement, you have a better way of envisioning your future. You're able to feel more confident to take the next big daunting step of the next five to 10 years. If I'm great at finances, so I'm like, I'm really proud of that. I can talk about it. I've got more money than I could dream of as an 18 year old boy. Personally, I'm really proud of my two boys. I, I like a little more time with them. Like right now I'm on air when they're getting ready for school. Career wise, my next career is a step backwards. 
I've accomplished everything I want to have in a career. And I, I would go as far as to say that even asking that question, what are you most proud of? Uh, in my 30s, I dated some of the most beautiful women on the planet. And that set me up to say, you know what? I'm done. I've accomplished that. Now I can get married and settle down and, and no longer be that weirdo who judges himself on like, does someone love me or not? So ask yourself what makes you, what, what you're proud of in personal career and financial right now. I want to spend a little more time with my kids because they're great. And in five to 10 years, they're going to be off to college and 10 to 20 years, they're going to be having kids of their own and, and they're not going to want to hang with me. And then they're, they're not going to be influenced by me anymore. Career. I'm done. My next step is backwards. Financially. I'm done. I'm good. I work with the financial planner. Next question on retirement issues. Who will I be in retirement? Um, I want to teach. Worst case scenario, I could do security. Worst case scenario, I could uh, be an Uber driver. See, I want to work in retirement. I don't want to sit around and watch Oprah Winfrey. I don't want to sit around and watch reruns. I don't want to sit around and wait to die. I still want to talk to people because it's social. That's an area where I like, like, I really like, I'm the kind of guy who goes for lunch every day just so I can talk to other people who I don't work with. What's my biggest dangers in retirement? That's a good question. My health. I brush my teeth twice a day to keep my teeth healthy. I walk for 30 to 60 minutes every day to keep my my heart pumping. Um, I'm, I don't have any family problems. Like I don't hate an uncle or a cousin or anything like that. Inflation doesn't scare me anymore because I got wealth. I, I want to turn off the geopolitical news when I retire. Like, I, I hate this job because I have to pay attention to news, like headline news. So my health is my big concern. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. So do you want to be Rob Black? The answer is probably not, but maybe I get up at four in the morning um, and it stinks because I'm on vacation. I get up at four 30, like my body just can't adjust. And that's the one thing that I'm looking forward to in retirement. When I say I'm only going to do this podcast once a week, that's retirement for me. I'm going to still do it. I'm going to still be around, but yeah, I'm going to do it a little bit less. Or I'm going to do it at noon. Okay. Um, this morning, the first thing I, I read, what are called research calls. And I get research calls like at 4.30, 5.30. They just roll in. And for instance, Kimberly Clark initiated with a hold at HSBC Securities. And I, I go, do I want to read more about that? Lowe's initiated with a hold. Target initiated with a hold. Uh, price target 140. Target and Best Buy I looked at yesterday. Target's got a 3.5% yield. Best Buy's got a 5% yield. And I think the stocks have upside when we get through the quote-unquote recession that may or may not happen. It's not this year. No, 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 no. Those questions are going to linger. Those are upside stocks in 2024, 2025. Target and Best Buy have awesome dividends while you wait for upside. 
is it appropriate for you? Consult work advisors for taking action on stocks I've mentioned on the show. So I read research reports in the morning, okay? It's not fun. Um, the daily call, roll call, as I like to call it. Meta Platforms joint uh, was placed on the positive catalyst watch at Citigroup. So I, I, I looked up that research and came up with a little bit more because I own Meta. Um, I take a look at the dividend stocks that are coming up in the next couple of weeks and, and what their yields are. Um, and stocks that have the ability to do stock options on their dividends. So for me, it's the weekly ex-dividend calendar for optional stocks. Uh, it's something that I know you possibly can't do this unless you have a full-time ability to do it. Iman has got a lovely, lovely, lovely uh, investment in healthcare. I like the equity angle on that, but also the dividend of 0.7%. I'm not going to get excited by. But I, I certainly would play options on a company like a Humana or an Apple. Neither company has great dividends, but both companies have great businesses. Um, I know you can't do what I do there because it's really hardcore stuff. It's not like um, I... I I can't wrestle a person to the ground as a security officer. I could look at a person and go, oh, that guy looks suspicious, but I can't take it to the next level. What I do with stocks, I hope you don't ever do. So I look at the ex-dividend calendar for optional stocks. These ex-dividend dates are important to what are called traders in the market uh, because the price of the stock will fall in proportion to the amount the dividends paid. Um, then when the daily research on what's going to happen today or what's the story of the day comes out, like Patrick O'Hare at briefing.com, Adam Phillips at EP Wealth. Adam does this amazing thing at EP Wealth that I listen to on Tuesdays where he goes over the firm's positions for a whole hour. And um, on Mondays, I get to interview him for basically client-side information. It's a little bit more casual, but on Tuesdays, he goes hardcore, and I love the hardcore. Where he goes, here's the retail sales number, here's the inflation number, here's the wages. Wages are oddly enough sticking above inflation. That's a good thing for when we come out of this recession. Or the recession environment is probably the best way of saying it. Things are slowing down. Um, that all highlight daily research. Like um, today, I saw that the mega cap growth index uh, ETF. It's MGK. You should look at it. I like it a lot. I like that scene in Dumb and Dumber. I like you a lot. Where Jim Carrey is hitting on one of the most beautiful women on the planet. And he's got one of the worst haircuts. And he's pretty darn stupid. And um, he tells her that he likes her a lot. And she responds with like, you're disgusting. Now, I wonder if that's like reverse, like we should cancel her now. Like that movie couldn't be made because she's mean to it. Because typically it goes the other way around. Uh, where the male gets in trouble for what he says. Okay, so the Vanguard Mega Cap Growth Index, ticker symbol is MGT. If you like the Sexy 7, the Magnificent 7, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, Amazon, Alphabet. Uh, you get the idea, right? NVIDIA. If you like the sexy seven, take a look at MGK. 
you don't actually have to go out and buy each and every one. You can say, you know what? I like them all. I don't just like one because I'm afraid I'm buying too high on one. So I like them all. Um, down 3.8% this week. You know what? If it goes down 10%, I'm buying. Because great companies rarely go down 10%. Great companies go down 10 to 20%. Typically 5 to 10. Worst case scenario, we'll say 20. And double worst case scenario, like COVID, maybe more, right? Okay, let me let me refine this. Hyper growth stocks will go down 40 to 60%. Growth stocks will typically go down 20 to 40%. Value stocks will typically go down 10 to 20%. And I like buying on the lower side. When Marge Simpson comes home and goes, oh, Homer, I bought these $4,000 pair of shoes for $1,200. You're like, Homer's like, don't. Yes, they're on sale from $4,000 to $1,200 shoes. But still $1,200 shoes or $1,200 shoes when you can get by with a pair of $20 Bobos or kicks, as I used to call them. Bobos make your feel, feet feel fine. Bobos cost $1.99. So as a kid, we used to tease other kids about their cheap shoes, right? I love cheap shoes now. As long as you don't have plantar fascia or anything like that. Two-year treasury note sits at 5.12%. But earlier this week, it was at 5.2%. So growth stocks are coming down. The two-year treasury is coming down. 10-year treasury note was as high as 449. Now it's 447. Oh, boy, I don't like that. I don't like that for stocks, but you know what I love it for? I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it for savings. My cash had one of the best weeks it's ever had in the last 25 years this week. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Higher oil prices? Oh, the good news and bad news about higher oil prices is the Fed can't really do anything about that causing inflation, but you and I can. And as gas becomes $5 a barrel and $6 a barrel, then we start going, honey, I don't think you should go to the grocery store. Honey, I don't think you should breathe anymore. Oxygen's too expensive. When gasoline becomes too expensive, we go, you know what? I don't think I'm going to take a 190-mile trip this weekend. I don't really need to go to Tahoe this weekend because that's going to cost me 90 bucks or whatever it is. Um, So we tend to regulate our own inflation with energy. It spikes big time. It's up 40% in the last 90 days. It's up maybe 100% in the last 40 years. So that's not bad. When I was a teenager, gas was $3 a uh, gallon. Now it's $6 a gallon. Like, that's not bad. That's not evil inflation. It's inflation. And thankfully, I make more money than I did when I was a teenager. But it's not horrible. All things considered, gasoline's pretty cheap. Yes, I'm complaining right now that a flight to Vegas is $400 round trip. Or four fifty round trip, you know what it was ten years ago, twenty years ago, three hundred dollars, twenty years ago. I don't mind that kind of inflation. That's slow and steady. Pilots deserve a little bit more money. Mechanics deserve a little bit more money. Stewardesses deserve a little bit more money. For the record, not cool. When you get on a flight, you sit down. Never, ever, never, ever yell waitress. They don't like that. They don't think that's funny. Waitress. 
that will get you kicked off the plane in this day and age. So what, you do you want to be me? The Bank of Japan this morning left their uh, monetary policy unchanged. What do you really want to know about Japan? Bloomberg reported that China is looking into relaxing restrictions on foreign investments. China plays this weird game of seduction. You don't love me, go away. You love me, come in, come in, please come in. You don't love me, go away. China, that's not the capitalism that I like, so I don't invest in China or Chinese stocks. I want, you know, if you want to come up with a great security company in America, good for you, I'll invest in you. You want to come up with a great phone in America, good for you, I'll invest in you. I don't like this, she loves me, she loves me, not bull poop that China plays. So right now they're looking at relaxing restrictions on foreign investment. You know why? Because their economy is struggling. The U.S. government appears to be down a path of a shutdown on September 30th. I hate that. Guess what? Markets can get tougher. We got eight days till it gets tougher. Then once that's over, we got a clear path. We got one more Fed rate hike in the next two months, three months. And once that's over, probably done. I'd like us to be done today. But again, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, what would a party would have? The UAW appears to be on a path to an increased strike action today. I'm actually good with that. Take your time to figure out your labor issues for General Motors and Stellantis. Don't just give a 40% raise if you can't afford it and you're going to be bankrupt in five years. Because guess what? EVs are going to eat your... I don't even want to say the dirt word. Workers who are making cars right now, they're going to be needed less and less and less because... Electric vehicles use less and less parts. Sorry. That's a tough position to be in. So car companies, take your time. Otherwise, you will be bankrupt. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. So I try not to get philosophical on this show um, on a stupid level. I don't ever want to say to know love, you must find love. To find love, you must search for love. Where does the search begin? When In love. Like, I'm never going to be that guy. I will say that earlier in the show, I talked about asking yourself questions about retirement. And number one was, what are you proud of personally? career-wise and financially. And whatever you're not proudest of, that's what you need to work on in the next five years. Who will I be in retirement? Do I want to be my eight-year-old self? Or do I want to be a mentor? Do I want to spend more time with a family? Uh, One person, a whole group? Do I want a new hobby? Do I want to work in charity? I've got an uncle that listens to this crazy stuff. He hit retirement and he started visiting people in jail, like hardened prisoners who were on death row. Because he's like, they deserve, I I don't even know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he, that was his thing. I was like, too dark for me. But you also should ask, how are you going to maximize your opportunities? Because once you hit 50 or 60, your clock is ticking. You got 10, 20, 30, 40 years left. That's it. And this year's already three quarters over. How did that happen? How do you maximize your strengths? That's another great question. I'm a good teacher. I've had a lot of successes. 
I've had enough failures that I've learned from. I'd rather mentor someone who's in their 20s or 30s. Um, teenagers, they got good teachers. They got, they got the high school system. I could work in the high school system for one topic, journalism. Tell stories. So that's what my retirement questions are. And I ask them every three to five years. Distribution phases in retirement, requirement minimum distributions, RMDs, they suck. Because you have to plan for market volatility. You have to take note of inflation. You have to watch for tax deferral vehicle opportunities. You have to understand sequence risk. This is a big thing on CFP, Chad Burton. And man, I love that guy. He's been a pain in my butt at times, but he's also been just a wild source of financial information for you and me. They say that what you do with your money five years before retirement and five years into retirement has more of an impact on the quality of your retirement than a lifetime of savings. If you retired in 2022 and you're like, I'm going to work till the day of uh, 2022, the year of 2022, that was the worst year to retire because stocks and bonds and real estate all went lower. And if you didn't have emergency money to ride it out, real estate came back pretty fast. Stock market came back pretty fast. Bond market came back really fast. But if you were like, I'm going to start taking money right now in 2022, your money, you took it out at a lower cost than it needed to be. So I will do shows on, you know, threats to distribution phase of retirement. The five years before you retire and the five years after you retire, I think, are the most important years as you've basically set up a new way of, of spending your cashola that you've saved years and years and years for. Ooh, the new Apple phone's on sale today. You going to go to a store? I'm a big proponent of uh, if your phone works and you can text message, you can phone call people and you can check the Internet sites. Uh, you can look at your stocks. You can do it for the record. The new Apple iOS software, it now has a crossword feature, a daily crossword that I absolutely positively love. So today at lunch, I'll go out and I'll be social. I get talk to some people. Uh, but I'll also do a crossword puzzle because I think it's good for the brain. Um, and it's dumb, but it, when you start using your recall memory, it, it's like a muscle. And we're like, uh, what's uh, a hawk that eats fish? And you have to come up with the word osprey. You're like, whoa, I do know that. Cool thing about the brain is that right now, if I were to say, who's your first girlfriend? Who was the first girl you ever kissed or first man you ever kissed? Right now, if you can't come up with an answer, guess what? Your brain will find it sometime in the next 24 hours, and it'll pop into your head. It's like a card catalog system. It's really, really cool. But when it pops into your head and says, Lisa, you may not remember why you were questioning who Lisa is. Okay, I think persistence pays off. Um, I like loyalty. I like rigor. I like tenacity. And I like persistence. Those are the four traits I value most. When I hire someone, persistence is a big one. I want to hear what's something you accomplished in your life that took a lot of effort. That's my question. 
I think persistence in investing really pays off. And that's why I, when I hire, I, I want people who understand what it takes to stick through it. I don't care about September. September sucks. This, this year particularly, it sucks. It stinks to be on the stock. Sticking with a plan, though, pays off. That's what I love about the process. I've made allowances for bad markets. I've made allowances for bad Septembers. I've made allowances for good markets. I've made allowances for flat markets. People, it's tough to believe that anything will ever change. June and July were awesome months. They were the most incredible times of this year. The stock market was roaring. My daily wealth would jump. Woo! So I have a color-coded retirement plan. Green, yellow, and red. And inside those, I have like 10 scenarios of what are the best outcomes in the the short term, midterm, long term? What are the average outcomes in the short term, midterm, long term? Or historical is another word for average. And what are the worst case scenarios? I'm not surprised by much, and I'm persistent to stick it out. Persistence pays off, ladies and gentlemen. Persistence pays off. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.